Nostalgic Magicians. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life, 90s Music Gami Like, and previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or X at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I'm curious how many regular listeners watched Don't Blink, starring Brian Austin Green, and how many people just listened to us talk about it. Yeah. How many people just skipped it entirely? <laughs> so we need We need stats. For sure. We need feedback. So yeah. tell us, did you watch Don't Blink? Did you like Don't Blink? Were you worried when we all started disappearing? We want to hear. <laughs> so you can find us on various know. social media platforms. That's right. But today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7, Episode 27, I Only Have Eyes for You. That's a song, Kendra. Do you know it that is. Song? Nick, I have made a fatal error in taking a post 5 p.m. nap. So oh, we'll see. I might hit a goof time oh, no. in here. <laughs> or I might just uh, okay. I might just yawn through the whole episode. Okay. I don't we'll know. See. We'll, we'll see, see what happens. Where we go. We'll see where we go. We'll see what happens. Let's tune in to CUTV. This year you can replay each day at five right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode originally aired on April twenty-third, nineteen ninety-seven. Birthdays, April 15th, Tohib Jamo, who played Sam on the Apple TV series Ted Lasso, was born. Did you watch Ted Lasso? I can't remember. I love Ted Lasso, but I have not seen the most recent season. We're behind. Okay. Deaths, April 27th, character actor Paul Lambert, known for roles in films like Spartacus, Planet of the Apes, and The Godfather, passed away. All I've seen some movies. of those movies. I'm Spartacus. I haven't seen Spartacus. What? I, seen it. I know the joke, and that's it. I know I love I love Kirk Douglas too. What's what's wrong with me? I don't know. The I'm Spartacus is like the very very end of the movie. There's so much huh. that happens before that, well, so you should watch know, it. It's a, it's a one time joke. I did watch all four Ghostbusters, Kendra. It's finally <gasps> happened. All so. four. So by all four, up. you mean the all female cast? Yes. And the yeah. the newest one. Afterlife, yes. Afterlife. The original too. I did not see Afterlife. Oh, it's good. It's worth it. Yeah. Okay. I think you'd enjoy it. It's a good cast. Mm -hmm. My favorite part of the female one was uh, Chris Hemsworth just cracked me up the whole i mean the the movie i i thought was good but Chris Hemsworth i just was not prepared for his comedy. I would have loved to have seen a sequel to that movie. And they yeah. definitely set it up. Like in the after credits, they set it up. Because I feel like the four of, of the leads, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones, you know, I, it's just a great, they just all brought sort of a different kind of style of comedy. And I felt like it worked really well. Yeah. I think it just struggles a little bit where it's like, funny, 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 funny. And now you have to take it really seriously. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and that's a hard transition to make. So that's it like is. my one criticism of that movie. Yeah. Movies, April 25th, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, starring Lisa Kudrow and Mira Sorvino, hit theaters. Never seen it? No, I haven't either. It's like kind of iconic. But I, it is. Yeah. I know. It's like a cult classic. I can't believe I've never seen it. And Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Heche. Heche? Heche. Anne Heche, yeah. Heche. I didn't see that or Dante's Peak. There's a bunch of like... You know, in the 70s, there was like Towering Inferno and like all all of those like earthquake kind of airplane kind of movies. Airport. Airplane is the spoof. Airport <laughs> is, the, is the series. Um, and then it was like the 90s. We kind of had that again with like Stallone and Daybreak, and, you know, Volcano, uh, Dante's Peak, all that stuff. I didn't really watch any of those, but I love those 70s disaster movies. And then in the 2000s, we had The Day After Tomorrow and... Right. There yeah. was a couple other ones that came out. I think we're about that due. Time. I think so for we're about a due. good disaster movie. I think the yeah. most recent one was probably what was the one that it's the one with the rock? What was that one? Oh, was that just San was there San Andreas? San Andreas, yeah. but there was also like the one where there was like the 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 satellite that was gonna cause oh, geo geostorm geostorm. Oh, geostorm. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
TV. (laughs) April 23rd, Arsenio Hall's short-lived self-titled sitcom ended its short run. The cast featured 90210 alum Vivica Fox. Vivica Fox. You know Richard Roundtree, who, you know, played Shaft famously, also played Vivica Fox's character in that episode, just died. Oh. Yeah, I know. I don't understand Arsenio Hall's career because he's so funny in Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. He's, like, great. And then he had the Arsenio Hall, like, talk show, you know, which was, like, the hip talk show where Bill Clinton played the sax and stuff. And then, like, nothing. I don't I don't know. Like, he doesn't really act very much. Mm. It's weird. And weird. yet he has this level of fame. I, I don't know. I like yeah. Arsenio Hall. April- I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the arm thing. <laughs> You're doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. April 25th, the Dukes of Hazard reunion aired, reuniting the original cast. Just a good old boy. We, I grew up watching Dukes of Hazard. Well, them Duke boys were at it again. <laughs> it's the same thing every time. They're always <laughs> at it again. Time. Oh, boy. <laughs> Stephen King's miniseries on, uh, sorry, April 27th, Stephen King's miniseries version of The Shining, starring Stephen Weber, aired on ABC. I have seen this. I didn't know this existed. Yeah, well, you know, Stephen King famously does not like the Kubrick Shining. Yes. And this miniseries was set in the hotel that he based the Overlook on. I'm pretty sure Stephen King wrote the teleplay. Not 100% on that, but I think that he did. And it follows the book beat for beat because the movie takes like the broad strokes and it doesn't do the little things. It just doesn't work, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you ever... Even if you're doing a different thing, it's like you can never separate The Shining from Jack Nicholson. It's just impossible. Yeah. And like Stephen Weber from Wings. Again, <laughs> more more true to the book because he's like just this normal guy who's kind of a jerk and then like takes this dark turn. And it's, you know, but it just the whole time you're just kind of like, yeah, but uh, do we need it? You know? Yeah. Well, he just had to get his his. He had to say yeah. in there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. April 30th, Ellen DeGeneres' sitcom Ellen aired the puppy episode in which Ellen's character comes out as gay, which was a huge deal. It was a huge deal because, you know, uh, (laughs) late 90s, not too cool with uh, an announcement like this, Kendra. And Ellen was like, just like on the rise, you know, and like, I remember watching this so clearly. And it's really funny, you know, because it's like leading up to it. And she finally like says it into a loudspeaker at an airport. Like she's not meaning to, but she says it in a hot mic and it broadcasts to the whole airport. Really funny. But I remember it was like, well, I guess we're not allowed to like Ellen anymore. I mean, that was like the mindset It's like, yeah, yeah. Too bad she went and chose to be gay. (laughs) Yeah, we got to get get her out. But that show was funny. It was like her and Jolie Fisher and Jeremy Piven. I liked it. I think it went five seasons. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I, I've heard good. that it's yeah. a pretty solid show. Yeah, it is. It is. Music, April 29th, Cheap Trick released their self-titled 13th album. The lead yeah. single, Say Goodbye, hit number 19 on the Billboard charts. Have we discussed this on this podcast or is it just on my 90s podcast? How do you feel about a self-titled album that's not the first album? Well, they do. I mean, I think it's weird to answer your base question, but this is like Cheap Trick. They've already had a self-titled album. Hmm. So I don't know. It's extra weird because they're doing it twice. That is extra weird. weird I think you do it first or not at all. Classically, you know, the Beatles with the White Album, which is just called the Beatles. Yeah. But we call it the White Album. So we do call it the White Album. Even like McCartney calls it the White Album. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Hey, speaking of the 60s, I saw Bob Dylan last week. Oh, yeah. How was that? Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was good. Uh, Sally, who was supposed to be on our Halloween episode before she vanished, she and I went. And we, our seats were the very last, like literally, like our, our, back of our head to the wall of this like old historic theater uh but it was good you know he he did a couple he did like a cut from blonde on blonde and a few older things but mostly it was his um uh that rough and rowdy like album that came out i think in 2020 so i had like prepared ahead of time i listened to that album a bunch so i was like hey i know this one i know this one but how he was old, on. It was good. how old is he at this point i, I mean the beatles are like 
early 80s and Bob Dylan was right there along with him. Because when I was in, I want to say when I was in high school, I had a friend go see him and he said it was just like he had just like woken up and they just shoved him on the stage and it was, it was like rough to watch. That's what I've heard pretty consistently that it's like some nights he's just like, all right, let's do this. (laughs) And other times he's just like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. (laughs) And we were on an on night. He, sometimes he doesn't speak at all. And Mm -hmm. our friend Sally, she'd seen him once before and she was like, that one was kind of like iffy, but this was good. So Mm. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm not a huge Bob Dylan fan, but I was, like when he came out, you know, and it was like his silhouette and everything, I was like, holy crap, that's Bob Dylan. You know, like it was. <laughs> I so yeah, I don't know like it. a lot of deep cuts, but I, I know, you know, the hits. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to explain to my student because we played uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door in my guitar class okay. the other day. And I was trying to explain who Bob Dylan is. And I like did the voice and they were like, we have no idea <laughs> who Nothing. that is. And you I was know, like, well. He- he played the piano the whole time. Uh, he just sat at the piano the whole time. He talked very little. He introduced the band and was like, they're a pretty good band. And like, that was it. Uh, but in the last song, he pulled out a harmonica and people went nuts. Like everybody was like, Whoa! you know, because we got a little harmonica. So he didn't play time. guitar at all. Never. No. Wow. Only, only piano the whole time. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I know. Yeah. All right. Also on April 29th, the Indigo Girls released their sixth album, Shaming of the Sun. It peaked at number seven on the Billboard Top 200 charts, making it their highest charting album at time of recording. And it featured the track Get Out the Map, which is a banger. It is a banger. You're right. I like the Indigo Girls. I also saw the Indigo Girls live in Buffalo, and they were great. Nice. It was a. It was a standing room only kind of venue because it was like an old church and they just took out all the pews. And so the Indigo Girls are like up there Hmm. um, on the top. I also saw like Rufus Wainwright and a hot tuna there. It's a really cool venue in Buffalo. But when we were watching the Indigo Girls, there was like a cartoonishly tall man in front of us. And we're just standing, you know, we're just standing. So the whole time I'm like, my man, you're 7'3", maybe just a little to the left. You know what I mean? Be on the fringe, my good sir. But he didn't. (laughs) And for the entirety of the concert, I could I had to choose which Indigo girl I looked at. Am I looking at Amy? Am I looking at Emily? Never the two shall meet. It's one or the other. But That's kind of how lives. it was when I just saw Owl City. It was a standing room only thing. And there were so many tall Hold men down. standing in front of their short girlfriends. And I'm just like, on the one hand... Like, I understand you're a person who has the right well, to be as close yeah, as you want to be. But right. also... It's just, it's it's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> I can't help true. it that I'm short. I know. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, I just felt like this wasn't a situation where there was any like a good or bad view. So to sort of be off to the side, you're not really sacrificing anything. But, you know, Godspeed, tall man. We called him Harpo <laughs> Marx the entirety of the show. So apologies <laughs> to that tall man. <laughs> uh, video games. April 29th, Star Wars X-Wing versus TIE Fighter was released on Windows. It was the first of the X-Wing games to include a multiplayer mode. I have always been terrible at any kind of flying games. (laughs) I never played these X-Wing games because I'm just like, what direction is up? Like, even like I'm an old man now, so that makes sense. But when I was a child, when I was a teenager, I just couldn't do the flying games. (laughs) I've had to accept this about myself. Yeah, usually flying levels of things, I I have a, a tough time. Yeah. For yeah, sure. If it's I, like if I had to choose, do you want to do a flying level or you want to do a swimming level? I'm going in the water. Yeah, I I mean the only thing that might beat it is I hate ice levels. Oh, I cannot stand an ice level. Around. Yeah. <laughs> cannot stand yeah. it. So yeah. yeah. I'm looking at you, Mario. I mean Mario's I pretty slippery no matter what, but that's true. I was thinking about Mario too when you said that those later levels where you're just like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you just reminded me. I said that one of my goals for this year was to play a classic side-scroller video game, and I have not done that yet, and it is oh almost gosh. November, it's so late. Yeah, it is late I need to get on that. Do it. I'm doing it. I'll hold you accountable. I'll check okay. in next time. Thank you. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Oh, Kendra. <laughs> I don't... I don't want to do this one, but I'm going to. From 2015 to 2017, Matthew Perry, who played Roger Azarian on 90210, starred as Oscar Madison in a remake of Neil Simon's The Odd Couple. 
Perry was cr credited as the creator of the show and served as an executive producer. It also starred Thomas Lennon as Felix Unger and Yvette Nicole Brown as Oscar's assistant Danny. This would be Perry's final starring role prior to his death on October 28th, 2023. I am so sad. What a bummer I of am, news that was. I was, Eric showed, like, it was scary because he looked at his phone and then he looked at me and I was like, what? What's happened? And he yeah. showed me his phone and I was just like in shock. I know. I know. My brother texted me that. He was like, did you hear this? And I looked it up and then I like had to go and look and make sure that it was true. Yeah. You know? Because I had just, I mean, I read that book not that long ago. So, mm -hmm. and I listened to the audio book. Um, so like, I don't know. I just feel like I've been listening to his voice, like solid. And then um, just like two days before he died on Twitter, he said uh, perfect movies. And he, he said back to the future and midnight run. And I was like, oh, he's right about back to the future. Now I got to watch midnight run. Mm. And then like, I see it. So it was just like, I don't know. Like I was just thinking about Matthew Perry and I yeah. saw the news. So, And at time of recording, they have not like officially said what happened. So. Right. Like they think I, not that I've heard. I've heard he drowned. I heard he had a heart attack and then drowned. Yeah, like, so I'm not yeah. sure, but yeah, very, very, very sad. And the book I was telling my book club cause they were kind of talking about it. And I was like, it's, like, it's a good book. It is a very, very sad book. Like, it mm -hmm. will not help you feel no. not sad about his passing. Like, it's it's mm -hmm. a sad read. Um, no. it's so just, it, This is now, a, like, a very tragic end to a very sad story. Yeah. You know, despite, like, all the highs, you know, like, when you... Yeah, it, it was a tough read. It really was. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it was a book about addiction and pain. Mm -hmm. more than anything else and it was yeah it is a tough read it is yeah. a tough read and and, and uh, i'm yeah i'm just i'm i feel like i'm still in shock it's just crazy it was it's kind of like when anton yelchin just like yeah died that's a, yeah that's a good example and we were all yeah. just like true shocked yeah. and it was so it was so interesting to because i mean the first time i would have seen matthew perry and anything would have been 90210 like mm -hmm. free friends like i would have been that episode and reading the book and hearing about how he actually like in his real life was like working to be a tennis pro and like got close to being a tennis pro and then plays this character and, mm -hmm. and gets to like use those tennis skills and stuff just really interesting to like read how that all came together and everything and what doing that episode really seemed like it stuck in his mind as kind of like a high in some ways because he got to sort of like act and do the tennis thing and yeah you know it was 90210 when, when it was fire so <laughs> Yeah, well, rest in peace. Absolutely. And I if you've never watched The Odd Couple, it's streaming on Paramount Plus right where uh, It's been on my list for a while to watch and it. It is it is such a everybody is just so funny. Like it it's I don't know. There's something about it. I'm not a big rewatcher, but if I'm like going on a long trip or like the last time I was on a plane or something, I downloaded a couple episodes and like I could just watch it forever because you can tell that everybody's just having a great time. And it's genuinely funny. And I wish it would have. I mean, it's three seasons and I wish it would have kept going. But it's a great show. So this is my recommendation, too. If you haven't watched it, just it's so fun. All right. And it was a passion project of his. He tried to get The Odd Couple, like a reboot of The Odd Couple for like years. And then it finally happened. So it's nice. <sighs> okay. Well, Yep. let's continue. Okay. Our, our, our synopsis for I Only Have Eyes for You, Brandon and Kelly have dis, have eyes for each other, and the rest of the gang is feeling neglected. Kelly decides to make the group a big dinner by way of an apology. Meanwhile, Val uses the opportunity to cozy up to Donna and Claire and winds up spending the night in Kelly's room. While there, she reads Kelly's diary and uses the intel to sow the seeds of discontent. Meanwhile, Brandon and the fellas hit a classic car show, accidentally steal a prototype electric car, and end up in the slammer. Luckily, things clear up in time for Brandon to get Kelly a, match a wand from Magic Morton. So many things. There's like so many like five minute plots in this episode. Yeah. It's like yeah. every section is, okay, we're doing something new. That whole they accidentally steal the car thing, which we'll get into, but like... Could not have been more like season one, season two. Yeah. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Stuff, yeah. Know? Yeah. Good times. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? 
Today's episode was directed by Christopher Hibbler and written by Lori McCarthy. Recurring players include Wesley Allen Gullick as Willie. He got some lines. He got he a did. new pair of glasses, <laughs> I want to say. He's living. So, yeah. He's living his best life. Willie in there. Uh, we have a couple of other cast members to mention. Troy Thurgo as Officer Wilson. He was in shows like Martin and In Living Color. We have E.E. E. Bell. And E.E. E. Bell was the guy who like ran the museum or whatever, who was like, you're incompetent, you're fired. And he just <laughs> like has one of those, like you see him and you're like, okay, yes, I've seen a good 75 things that this man is better. Yeah. And you just like go down the list and it's like everything, you know, Caroline in the City, Cheers, The Mentalist, Lethal Weapon, like he's just all over the place. He also played Jelly the Panda on Shusha. Did you ever see Shusha? No. <laughs> it's such a bizarre show. It was this woman, Shusha, who was like some Eastern European woman. And it was just like this big chaotic children's show with like animals running through. And it was like, Shusha, Shusha, X-U-X-A, Shusha. <laughs> Crazy. It, I, I, I mean, just the name sounds uh, yeah. sounds pretty chaotic. Well. If you watched it, uh, he, he was Jelly the Panda, so you're welcome. Finally, last but not least, uh, we have Dom DeLuise. Dom yeah. DeLuise, here is Magic Morton. Do you know Dom DeLuise from stuff? Did you recognize him at all? I did. I did recognize him. I wasn't okay. sure what exactly from, but I definitely recognized well, him. he's in like every Mel Brooks things. He's in History of the World, Blazing Saddles, Spaceballs, Silent Movie, more. Uh, he was in the Cannibal Run movies. He was in Smoking the Bandit 2, which is probably where I know him best from, because I love those Smoking the Bandit movies, Kendra. <laughs> and he did voice work uh, in series like All Dogs Go to Heaven and Fievel. Did you watch either of those, Kendra? I loved All Dogs Go to Heaven. He's itchy. Okay. Very it's itchy. been a while, um, but I, I might like know him. Yeah, I might know him more from his yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from his voice work. Okay. Well, he also voiced Pizza the Hut in Spaceballs, the movie and the uh, and the cartoon. So. The, this is a controversial opinion, but I don't like Spaceballs. Not a fan of Spaceballs. Tried watching it, and I was like, "This is gross and not funny, and I don't like it." But that was a long time ago, so maybe I should give it another try. I haven't watched Spaceballs in a long time either, but I yeah, I remember Daphne Zuniga, who who plays the princess in that, is a regular in Melrose Place. She's oh. Dead. Well, Over maybe we'll have to watch place. it for that's true one for of Melrose days. Place. Yeah, for Star days. Wars Day, we can watch Spaceballs, Spaceballs. when we're doing yeah. Melrose Place. Yeah. I love it. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds perfect. We can work yeah, anything that's in. That's All right, crew. tight little tight little circle today. All right, well, let's get into the episode. Um, okay. you're gonna have to tell me what happens in the cold open because I caught the last two seconds of it. Oh, okay. Is right. it Steve comes in and says that Kelly and Brandon are dating? Is that the gist of it? Uh, no, we get we get a little schmoopy doopy bedroom scene with uh, Kelly and Brandon. Oh. And Kelly, Kelly is full baby voice in this. Remember that old <laughs> Kelly baby voice? Am I in your bedroom? You sure are. Are we back together? You know, just a real a schmoopy doopy scene, Kendra. What, what can I say? And they're just talking about, you know, how much they, they love each other and how much they're enjoying being together and you're hearing like the ruckus of them like being playful on the outside and then steve kind of comes in and he's like well love is in the air with him and valerie yes and valerie is like she's not super it. upset about uh, it yeah yeah okay after the intro we go to the student union where claire and donna are talking about or they're talking with Kelly about how they haven't seen her much lately because since she and Brandon got together, she's been spending all her time with Brandon. So they're supposed to have a girls' night that night where they're going to watch the gymnastics championships and only eat, like, rabbit food is what they call it. So, like, yeah. celery, carrots, yeah. uh -huh. but also champagne is allowed. Yeah, I, I guess. It's a fruit. Sure. Um, and Kelly's like, oh, actually, I can't because I'm hanging out with Brandon. 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 And Claire, it, Donna is willing to let her go, but Claire is pretty unhappy that she's mm -hmm. ditching them again. I guess this is like an annual thing that they do. <laughs> yeah. So. It's always funny when shows do that. They're like, you know how every year we're obsessed with gymnastics? <laughs> of course. They love gymnastics. Then we see Brandon and Steve talking, and it's just a quick little thing between them where they're like, 
hey, we're going to the auto show tomorrow. Hooray, well, the auto also, show. Brandon also cancels plans with Steve that yes. night. He's like, no, I can't because of Kelly. And Steve's like, what about the auto show? And so they are, that's on. That's, that's on. still on. Back in the student union, David, Valerie, Claire, and Donna are drinking coffee. So I guess this is like later. This is like I guess. post because Donna goes yeah. and takes this quiz that she's been yeah. worried about. And she yeah, doesn't... we heard a little bit about college this yeah. time around. Remember they go to college, Kendra? Yeah. So Donna, she the, the quiz was for some fashion course that she's taking. The fashion quiz. Yeah. yeah. And she does not think it went well. Um, Claire is still upset that Kelly is blowing them off and Valerie perks up at this and she's like, oh, what are you guys watching? Oh, gymnastics. Oh, well, David, you have to handle the peach pit tonight because I cannot miss gymnastics. But I, I wonder gymnastics. where am I going to watch it? Oh, geez. Where could I she can't watch it at the house because Brandon and no. Kelly are there. What are you going to do? Yeah. So Donna invites her over to watch gymnastics with them. Yeah. It's crazy that the two of them don't see through Valerie at this point. Oh, I know. It's just yeah. so obvious that she's I just know. trying like to worm her way in. Has never been nice ever. Yeah. But now, yeah, you know, she just she wants to it. watch uh, gymnastics. And Donna's over all that stuff with Ray and Valerie. That's that's in the past. Yeah. Bygones. <laughs> so later on at the Walsh house, Kelly comes over looking for anybody uh but mm -hmm. she ends up in valerie's room because the window was open um so she yeah, goes like papers are blowing yeah papers are blowing everywhere so she goes in and closes the window picks up the papers and she sees the diary that she gave to valerie for christmas remember they both gave each other the same diary I'm still sticking with those are not diaries. They're day planners. That's they what they look like to me. They look like all. it's got, you know, like the okay. the clasp, yeah, like, like a, a day flap. planner. Yeah. And they're like, you can refill the pages and stuff. Not a diary. It's a day planner. Not a diary. But she opens it and sees, um, you know, the note that she wrote to Valerie. I don't know if she, yes. I don't think she flips farther than that, though. No, she doesn't. She just sees the opening thing. I gotta say, I love I love little details. And you see Kelly's handwriting there. It's like, Merry Christmas, Valerie. And then when you later, when you see inside Kelly's journal, it's the same it's the handwriting. the same handwriting. The same yes. handwriting. And I was like, good for you, Nile 2-0 prop people. I good noticed that as well. Little attention yeah. to detail it there. It was a nice moment. You know, there was something about, I mean, we've seen Valerie in her room time here and there you know what i mean mm -hmm. but something about the angle of kelly going in and seeing into the bathroom and seeing like the bench seat and stuff i was like brenda's room yeah yeah and i just feel like we haven't seen that space and it made me think of the time where brenda like sat on the bench seat and found the diary inside of it and everything <laughs> it's something about it was a very like a throwback to the brenda years and i was i was enjoying it so brandon arrives and um says that he handed off the keys to the new station manager so he's not working there anymore. Oh my gosh, everybody's just dropping like flies. <laughs> that was a that was kind of a surprise. I mean, I know we're trying to get him away from Tracy, but like he's just like I'm done with the station. Yeah, I don't so know. Is Tracy... it because are we at the end of the? Is it because we're at the end of the year? So it's like I, I for think, next year. I think they're doing the handoff because okay. this is like late April. So. Okay, you that know, makes sense. Sometimes they follow a real schedule and sometimes, you know, <laughs> they have finals in February or whatever, you know? Yeah. Kelly wonders why Valerie doesn't have any pictures of her family in her room because she has pictures, you know, with friends, but no family. Basically, and yeah, just Steve and Brandon. Yeah, much. and Brandon says, well, you know, it's complicated. She's not super close with her family. And Kelly says that she wants to make dinner for everyone tomorrow because... There's a rumor that we've forgotten about all our friends. So she wants to make up to make it up to them, make them all dinner and hang mm -hmm. out together. It's nice. At Kelly Donna Claire's, the girls are ready for gymnastics in the skimpiest of gymnastics outfits that they could wear. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They're basically just wearing sports their... bras and short shorts. Yes, but I was jealous of their abs. Oh yeah. All all of their ab game was on point. All of them. Like, Man, yeah. I need to go do some crunches. Yeah. Uh, so, but they do. Like, what? Does Claire does like a flip? What does she do? I'm something. She. I, I want to say she does like a forward flip and Donna does the splits. And <laughs> Tiffany Amber thinks <laughs> is like, uh uh. Yeah. No way. I'll wear Somebody the bra, does a not... split. Yeah. 
Donna does a full split. She does. Yeah, but Tiff doesn't even try. She's like, you guys are great. Valerie brought champagne for all of them, and they, you know, start drinking that. Valerie, they're going to be judging. So they've got, you know, like markers and paper, and they're going to hold up their scores. And they need another marker, so Valerie goes into Kelly's room to get a marker. And she ends up seeing the diary that she gave to Kelly on her desk. And so she immediately starts snooping and just, you know, kind of starts reading the first couple of pages. Mm-hmm. And Donna and Claire call her back to the living room. And we see like, she's kind of like getting the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to read this diary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she pours her champagne in like some flowers that Kelly has yeah. right there. So when she comes back out, she can be like, oh, I need more champagne. Because mama's getting drunk tonight. Yep. How, like, how much champagne? I don't really drink. So how much champagne do you need to drink to get drunk off champagne? Oh, me. You're asking yeah. me the question. Yeah. Do, do you no know? Idea. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a clue. I don't know either. I mean, isn't, no, I'm not even going to guess. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that kind of stuff is like low alcohol content. Well, that's I what I would, that's so. what I would think. I would think it would take a lot for you to get but drunk. I mean, yes, but there were two bottles of champagne and Claire and Donna are both like, no, I'm good. Like after yeah. the first glass. So, you know, I think Valerie pretended to put away quite a bit of champagne. Yes. Back at the Walsh house, Brandon's flipping through the channels and lands on the gymnastics championships and Kelly is like, you know, I don't even like gymnastics. And then she starts talking about, oh, then she changes the channel and it lands on this puppet show. And she's like super into this puppet show. And she says it reminds her of this TV show she used to watch when she was a kid called The Magic Morton Hour. She wanted the magic wand that you could send away for and and buy um, the Magic Morton wand, and she said her dad said that he sent away for it, but it never arrived, and it was just, you know, another thing that her dad another lied about. Bill Taylor. Yeah. You know, this is such a nitpick, but I thought it was weird that it wasn't just a rerun of the Magic Morton show we were watching. Yeah. It was just like another primetime puppet series. I mean, if you had watching, Dom like... DeLuise, why not just make like a little... Or just say that was the show. Yeah. Because there were like puppet sequences. Why they're like, okay... This is a non-recognizable <laughs> puppet show, but we want to make you know that this is not the Magic Morton show. This is another puppet show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. So Brandon says he's going to get her that wand. He doesn't know how, but he'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, have you ever done that, Kendra? Have you ever, like, sent away for things? I wanted to send away for lots of things, especially things that were on, like, cereal boxes that you could yeah. send away for. Um, but I don't think we ever did. I sent away for a uh, Lieutenant Sulu action figure from Star Trek with like a box top. <laughs> that and makes I got sense. It. It oh, arrived. nice, nice. Yeah, and I still have it. I'm, you know, I'm originally from Battle Creek, Michigan, which is where you would send all those things to. It would be like send right, to yes, because it's the cereal yeah. place. It is the cereal city, Kendra. I thought that there was a lot of weird dialogue things in this episode like the past okay. couple i feel like there have been a lot of like let's just roll the camera and see what they say and yeah. we'll and we'll go with like a lot of like awkward pauses i don't know have you picked up on that too i definitely noticed some things that i was like well that was improv yeah you know it didn't stand out to me super weird because i mean they've done that they they've it just I feels like the last couple that. of episodes there's been a lot of it Mm-hmm. For some reason, mm-hmm. so well, they certainly have seemed to have had since like the beach season, like the beach, like sub seasons. I want to say they've had sort of a policy of like, let's let the cut run long, and sometimes they keep it and sometimes they don't. And I noticed a few things in here. There's a, th- a thing with Brandon at the car show and stuff that I was like, not in the script. Well, in this scene, but... Brandon like gets the remote back and he smells it like it's a cigar, and then yeah, yeah. Which made me, it was funny. um, Yeah, he does, he he does a nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. He does like a little Monty Python reference. Yeah. Which I'm like, nobody wrote that in the script. No way. So. Yeah, yeah. there was, yeah. All right, back at Kelly, Donna, Claire's, Val and Donna are giving commentary about Claire. She's about to like try to catch some, like throw some food in the air and catch it in her mouth. Yeah. And so they're giving like, you know, judges commentary about it. 
Val says that she's going to call a cab because she's so drunk she can't possibly too, too drive drunk. home. Yes. Too drunk. But they tell her, no, no, you're going to stay here. And Valerie's like, oh, yeah, Kelly's not here. I'll just sleep in her room. Thanks, guys. Bye. And then, like, stumble. She's talking while she's walking out of the room. And they're like, uh, but uh, it was a master class. I love it. I love I love this Valerie. I love having her back. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, what can we do? Nothing, I guess. We can't just say, no, you're <laughs> sleeping on the couch. <laughs> yeah. So Valerie gets to Kelly's room and she finds a card for Bill Taylor Investments. Yeah. Which she keeps. Mm-hmm. She well, I think she keeps it later, but we, we see does. that she yeah. sees the card. <clears throat> and then she just settles in on the bed to read the diary for the rest of the night. Yeah. Ugh, such a violation. I don't care. Sure. I don't care how enemies you are. Reading someone's yeah. diary is... That's not cool. It's low. It's a low blow. It's not cool. I think it's funny, like, we're not there yet, but the stuff that she pulls from the diary is, like, the most vanilla stuff. Yeah. Ever. You know, like, it's <laughs> it's so silly. I mean, it's not like, Brandon's terrible in bed. You know, it's like nothing. <laughs> funny. Well, I thought it was going to be a lot of, uh, like... Dylan? Dylan stuff? Dylan stuff, or maybe all the stuff that we heard her writing about how in love she was with Brandon and like all this mm. stuff. And she was going to like yeah. take it to Tracy and they were going to like, I don't know, yeah, right. but yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting the direction she takes. Yeah. It. Yeah. The next morning at Kelly Donna Claire's Kelly arrives home and she's talking with Donna and Claire and <laughs> Valerie hears this in the other room. And so she quickly puts the diary back and she takes the Bill Taylor card, because there's several of them laying there. Um, mm-hmm. So she takes one of them. Kelly is very surprised when Valerie um, comes to the living room dressed in her pajamas. Wearing her nightshirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, I slept in your room. And Kelly's like, wow, okay, weird. Yeah, she's like, well, I was drunk. You wouldn't want me to drive. And Kelly was like, Mm-mm. no, I wouldn't. Sure wouldn't, wouldn't want, want that. that. Yeah. Wouldn't want that. Kelly invites them all to dinner and she makes a big point of saying, Valerie, could you get someone else to run the club? Because we would really like for you to come. We want you. Yeah. Olive branch. Yeah. So she's, she's trying to extend the olive branch. Yeah. So Kelly is just there to pick up some stuff to take back to Brandon's. So Claire and Donna are going to go shopping for food or something. And so Mm -hmm. Valerie is like, Oh, I'll come with you. So she's going to keep, Keep hanging out with them. Well, they're going, yeah, they're going for like an aerobics class or something, and, and Val's going to go. Uh, this episode was brought to you by Whole Foods. Yes. I feel like we saw the Whole Foods branding quite a lot. There was a except. big product placement for Whole Foods. Yeah. They don't usually do that, so it's yeah. strange. I've never been in a Whole Foods, have you? <gasps> really? You've never been in a Whole Foods? Whole Foods? I can't think of any around me i don't even think in that's like the true. buffalo area or something be, that's trader true. joe's yeah let me some trader joe's but even that's a I've, far away whole foods is like a like a bougier trader joe's yeah <laughs> it's just yeah. like you walk in and it's like everything is so expensive yeah, yeah. and so organic <laughs> i don't mind paying top dollar for some dried cranberries i'll tell you that <laughs> i'll do it <laughs> don't test me i will do it <laughs> How much? I'll take them. (laughs) So Kelly goes to her room and is packing up some clothes. And then she sees the diary on the desk. And she also takes that with her. And I couldn't tell in this moment if she like notices like, like, oh, I left that out. And Valerie was here. Or if she thinks it's in a different place or if she's just grabbing it. I couldn't tell what she was thinking. No, I couldn't tell either. I thought the implication was going to be that she could tell, like, maybe the strap was open or something yeah. like that. But it wasn't. So, yeah, I don't know either. Mm. At the Peach Pit, <laughs> Brandon has told Nat about not being able to find this wand for Kelly. And so, of course, Nat knows someone yeah. who knows Magic Morton. So he yeah. gets on the phone with Magic Morton. And he tells Magic Morton that Brandon is a huge fan of the show and he wants, he's looking for a wand. So Brandon gets on the phone with Magic Morton, Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise. And has to be like, yeah, I love the show. Love that part where you were Magic and then Morton. So he is going to meet up with him at 4 p.m. 
to get this wand. I feel like this episode was Frankenstein together. Yeah. Because the Dom DeLuise stuff made me think of the Milton Berle episode from whenever that was, a season or so back. And that was such a, like, I don't know, like they have this legendary actor and they do this whole thing with it. And it's like Dom DeLuise is really, like, shoehorned into one little scene. And all yeah. the stuff about him being so, like, persnickety about people being late and stuff, like... I feel like there was an episode's worth of Dom DeLuise kind of stuff. And for whatever reason, I mean, I'm totally making that up. It's just how it read to it me. It does feel that way. Because trying to break down what happens in the plot, there's just so many elements to it. And having this Dom DeLuise thing happen with, like, next to the electric car thing, like, next to Kelly's dinner, next to the gymnastics, next to... Uh, you know, it just seems like there's a lot happening that doesn't really connect, but also yeah. does. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Nat's like, don't cancel on him. Like, he's weird about those things. You will not get another yeah. chance. You have to be right. there at 4 p.m. So mm-hmm. Steve arrives and they're going to go to the auto show. And Brandon says, I now have an appointment. I cannot be late. But yes, I'm still going to the auto show. I'm just going to have to make sure that I leave by whatever time. And then they have this, like, weird conversation about Kelly spanking. Like, just another conversation where I was was like, this is weird. That was weird. And then David's like, guys, come on. And I thought he was going to be like, that's my sister. Yeah. He's like, does Kelly spank? Yeah. He's like, she doesn't spank, does she? And Brain is like, only when I ask her to. It was just like, (laughs) (laughs) it was just weird. That whole scene did stand out to me. You're right. Maybe something kooky's going on behind the scenes. Something kooky. All right, so they go to the auto show. Nick, I one of the things I think I'm most thankful for in life is that my husband is not into cars. <laughs> <laughs> I will take being into X-Men. I will take being into dinosaurs. I'm so glad that he's not into cars. <laughs> not only is he not into one, he can hardly hang on to one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, neither, neither of us can, oh, yeah. apparently. <laughs> So many. I don't know anybody who has more like car related drama. Yeah, <laughs> than the two of you. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's our curse. I think we've we insulted. <laughs> we insulted some car god, and yeah, we, we are being punished. We should say at least twice in two different houses in two different states. Somebody drove off the road and slammed into your car in our twice. driveway. In our driveway. Twice. Yep. Oh my god. Both times totaled. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then he, it's funny, he, it's not funny at all. I mean, yeah. we have to laugh or we'll just cry. We but then we when we too. were, when we were still in college, he was coming home from work and he slid down a hill and across into a ditch yes. and completely totaled a car. Totaled that car. Yeah, yeah. I came and picked him up in the winter and we had a nice breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> after that car crash. Yeah. So, Good yeah. Times. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's rough going with our cars. But yes, all that to say, Kendra's husband is not a car aficionado. He no, thank he doesn't goodness. Want to take you to car museums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're walking around this car show and saying car things: torque, mm-hmm. acceleration, yeah. engines. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're talking about how are things with Donna and is she, are you having sex? No, they're not having sex. Yeah. Steve, so at the at the show, it's Steve and David and Brandon, I should say. I was, I miss Dylan in this episode. Yeah. Like the three of these guys hanging out. The Brandon, Steve, David trio is not a thing. Yeah. They don't have, there's no, like David is good with Steve. Steve is good with Brandon. I feel like Brandon and David have had some good scenes, but like as a trio, you're just kind of missing that. I don't know, yeah. sort of the bad boy element that Dylan brought, you know? I yeah. don't know. And again, the dialogue bad. in this scene is very like, hey, 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 Steve's hey, advice does right. not come with a warranty. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they go to, uh, they see that there is a contest to win a chance to drive an electric car. And instead of entering to win, Steve tries to go up to the guy running the contest and and grease his palms a little bit and say like oh i know he's like oh we don't want to leave anything to chance and so the guy says okay meet me in the parking lot at 3 30 and i'll Uh i'll let you drive it that's that's pretty close to uh magic morton hour it is now i fully expected steve to be like 
Uh, have you ever heard of a little show called The Hartley House? I know. You would think. Yeah. This would be time to pull that out, but I guess not. Yeah. Donna, Claire, and Valerie are at like a jazzercise class. <laughs> also goofy. Very goofy. Also goofy scene. They're just like bouncing around, like not doing the moves, and all the extras are like on point and everything. Yeah, it was strange. You're right. Yeah. I know. <laughs> So the, after they finish being goofy and the song ends, they contemplate doing the uneven bars, but then they decide to go sit in the sauna instead. Yeah. Back at the Walsh house, Brandon calls Kelly, who is hard at work making dinner for everybody. She's making everybody's like individual favorite meals. That's too much. That's <laughs> yeah, too much to do, girl. It's too much. But Brandon calls yeah. to say, I'm not going to be home to help, but I will be home for dinner. And she's like, oh, it's fine. You know, just be here for dinner. So the three guys are in the parking lot. It's 3.30. They're waiting for the car. And it arrives. But the guy just kind of walks off. And they're like, hey, you said we could drive this car. And he says, oh, yeah, here's the code. I don't, yeah, go I don't need your license. Just, like, go have fun. Just bring it back mm-hmm. when you're done. Mm-hmm. And the three of them are like, great. Nothing yeah. weird about that. No, 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 it's fine. So they can only fit two of them in the car at a time. So Steve is going to take Brandon, drop him off at Magic Morton's house, and then he's going to come back and get David so David can also go for a spin. After they drive off, we see the car guy talking with his boss, who we yeah. mentioned. And this is Jelly the Panda from Shusha. Yes. And who he- puts magic in the air? Shusha, Shusha. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. Somebody is going to be like, oh, my gosh, Shusha. <laughs> and his boss is like, blah, blah, blah. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're fired. Mm-hmm. So this guy is fired now. Yep. And the, the guys have taken off with the car. And nobody knows that they have this car. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Jelly the Panda's like, forget about the keys. Where's the car? <laughs> Back in the sauna, Donna and Claire are talking about, oh, it's so great hanging out with you, Valerie. We love hanging out with you. And she says, oh, yeah, well, if Kelly wasn't here, we couldn't hang out. Like, she's so vindictive. We can't be in the same room together. This is where I felt like Valerie, like, she went hard for it. Because she said, let's face it, if Kelly was here, I wouldn't be. And that's true. Everybody can be like, yeah, that's right. But then she's like, you know, she's such a dumb monster. You know, (laughs) she's such a... She's such a serial killer. And then she says, well, you guys should hear the things that she says about the two of you. And then she says that she knows that Kelly has said that Claire is vain and spends too Mm -hmm. much time on her looks and that Donna is only going to college to to get a Mrs. degree, and <laughs> but she spends way too much time studying. She's too obsessed with her grades. Yeah. And they're like, well, how do you know that? And she says, oh, I read her journal. Yeah. <laughs> it just fell open. I just yeah. happened to read a <laughs> few pages. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The girls don't believe that Kelly would say those things. So Valerie's like, ask her, read it yourself. Like she Mm -hmm. said these things about you. I feel like she has to know this is going to backfire because you're telling girls who would, who would know, like they should be angrier at her for reading her diary. Like it's just, that's what I mean. The stuff like that Claire's obsessed with her looks and that Donna like is nervous about her grades. I mean, these are not bombshell things for Kelly to say, you know, it's not like I hate Claire or something. It's just kind of like Claire who's had (laughs) 10 hairstyles this season with her hair. Yeah. It's just, they're very little things. I feel like had the diary contents had been a little bit more biting, a little meaner, maybe, but yeah, I feel like with friendships, like, you've got to like, you've got to vent about friendships somehow. Otherwise, they just implode. Yeah. yeah. Like people get on each Agreed. other's nerves. It, it just happens. Well, I know. I mean, my diary, I'm talking all the time about what a degenerate gambler you are. Yeah. You know? I know. It's, it's my vice. I just, you know, we just want to we just want to have a book club or something. But she's out there playing the ponies. You know, it's all she cares about is what I say in my diary. I'm a 10, but I'm a gambler. (laughs) That's right. But I have to vent about that, Kendra. And I'm glad you appreciate that. It's fair. 
Okay, so Brandon and Steve are just having a good old time in this electric car, which at this point, like, where where were we with electric cars? Did they I was exist? I think about that, too. I don't think so. I don't think not, not really. I don't think so either. I get the impression that this is, like, fully electric. Yeah. It's like the car of the future. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, like, I don't remember people even talking about an electric car. I mean, why not? Because, I mean, we've known about electricity for a long time now. (laughs) But I don't remember that being a thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, they get pulled over. And the cops are, like, it's intense. They have their guns. They're, like, get out of the car. And yeah. they arrest the two of them for Grand Theft Auto. <gasps> Love that movie with Ron Howard. So fun. <laughs> so fun. Roger Corman movie. At the police station, they are getting questioned by the police. And they're trying to explain, like, this guy, he works for the car show. He gave us the keys. He told us we could take it for a test drive. David then arrives. So they found David. And David's like, we can't find this guy anywhere. He's just gone. Mm-hmm. So now they're having to call their attorneys because yeah. the police are not buying the it. Cop, the cop is like, okay, so the guy said he could drive it. What's his name? And Steve's like, I don't know. And Steve's like, and the cop's like, he gave you like half a million dollars of a car. You didn't even ask his name. You just, and they're all kind of like, <laughs> yeah, because they're move. dumb. Bad move. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's. Um, I believe this is when, yes, they're getting ready to go to dinner. So they've kind of, you know, dressed up and Claire is looking in the mirror and she's asking Donna if like, is she really obsessed with her hair? And Donna's like, you know what? It's very possible Valerie lied about all those things. Like she lies. And she's like, we're roommates. We bound to get on each other's nerves. But then Claire gets it out of Donna that Kelly has said things about Claire and her hair before. So Claire goes into Kelly's room to look for the diary, but Kelly took it with her. So it's not in there. And they both just kind of like sit on Kelly's bed and sulk and talk about how their feelings are hurt. And then they decide uh, they're not in the mood for dinner. They don't want to go anymore. I I believe it from Claire. I don't believe it from Donna. Yeah, I don't. I think Donna was a tough one. I think Mm -hmm. she would still go too. At the Walsh house, Claire calls to tell Kelly that she and Donna won't be coming. And she says, oh, I just, I can't make it. I'm too self-conscious about my hair. Mm -hmm. I won't be able to, you know, concentrate while I'm there. And Kelly's like, what? What about Donna? And she said, oh, you know, Donna, she's obsessed with her finals. Like, she's too busy thinking about finals. Mm -hmm. And Kelly is very confused. And Claire says, well, it's so typical of us. We thought you'd understand cold yeah very cold cold as ice steve and david drop off brandon at magic morton's house and he's very late at this Mm -hmm. point because he was in prison i guess charges were dropped they never really talk about it do they They do the the guy fesses up they they have just kind of a throwaway they eventually found the guy the guy and he said you know that was it it was just a one line okay so they're gonna go pick up the girls and Brandon is going to meet them there. Uh, Morton is very upset that Brandon is late. Doesn't want to let him in. And Brandon's like, please, I need this wand for my girlfriend. And he eventually um, talks his way into the house. Yeah. And Brandon, like Dom DeLuise or Magic Morton is like, you can't convince me that this wand is going to fix your girlfriend's relationship with her dad. The whole like Bill Taylor of it all, I feel like just sort of slowly became more important. Yeah. I didn't really feel like that was, I thought Kelly saying her dad probably forgot to do it or whatever in the beginning was kind of a throwaway line, but then it sort of became about somehow healing this thing, like yeah. this bad memory of Bill. I just thought that was, again, kind of shoehorned in. Yeah. Well, all is forgiven. Yeah, great. He brings him in. He gives him a hug. He's like, let's go find a wand. Let's find it. At the Walsh house, Kelly is angrily packing up all the food that she made. She's like, you know, putting it in the fridge. No one showed up for dinner. So Valerie shows up late while she's packing this up. It's like, oh, where is everybody? (laughs) Crazy that no one's here. did it again. (laughs) And Kelly's like, well, how did you know that they wouldn't, that they weren't going to show up? 
And Valerie's like, yeah, I don't know. I can't believe those things you wrote about them in your journal. Yeah. She just like lays all her cards on the table. She does. And Kelly is appalled that she stayed in her room and read her journal. And Kelly's like, you know, it's not an, a not a, it's not enough that they like you. They have to hate me too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just peak peak Valerie in this mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. episode. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Claire and Donna the next day are feeling very guilty that they did that to Kelly, and they're like, you know, she is entitled to her private thoughts, and so Kelly she had like come home. But she like didn't talk to them. She just went in her room, shut the yeah. door. So they haven't seen her. So when she when she does come out, they kind of talk it out. And they're like, you know, we thought we were your best friends. And she's like, you guys are like my siblings. Like, you get on my nerves. I get on your nerves. Yeah. I have to I have to complain. I have to vent yep. somewhere. Yep. And she's like, but, you know, I shouldn't complain. I'm, I'm very lucky to have both of you. And so all is forgiven. Hmm. Nice. So Kelly is off to now apologize to Brandon because I guess she kind of let Brandon have it because he was late as well and didn't right. come to the dinner. Yeah. I mean, if I were him, I probably would have told the Ma- Magic Morton story. But yeah, but no, it's fine. he didn't. Fine. Give it time. So after Kelly leaves, Donna and Claire say they have an idea of how they can make it up to Kelly. Hmm. So Claire calls Steve and w- wakes him up. He's not quite awake yet. And she gives him a mission. We don't know what the mission is. but Yeah. the When they're getting ready to go to the party, I, Claire's wearing this dress. It's like a black dress. And it has like sort of white lacy straps. Like yes. Like arm. And I thought like, is she wearing this inside out? What am I looking at? It was, it was weird. Really bizarre. Yeah. And I kept looking at it and being like, I guess that's how it's supposed to be. But it looked really weird. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter, but it really caught my attention. I remember that. No. Yes. At Whole Foods, Donna and David are chatting as they stroll through the aisles. And Donna says that she's not obsessing over school this weekend. She's taken taken the weekend off from thinking about school. And she also says that we're better than the occasional rotten things we think about each other. She also says that she feels jealous of Kelly and Brandon because they have this intimacy and they're sleeping together. But she and David don't have that because of, you know, her beliefs and the fact that she doesn't want to have sex before a marriage. And David is like, don't ever feel threatened, threatened. Like, I love you and that's never going to change. He's come such a long way. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. And we've never heard that from David before. Yeah. So. Back at the Walsh house, Kelly apologizes to Brandon for um, whatever she said to him the night whatever. before. Yeah, you mean, I don't know. And Brandon shows her the wand that he got for her. Yeah. Not only did he get the wand, but Magic Morton apparently kept like everything, like for all snickety. letters that were written yep. to him. So they yep. found the letter that Kelly's dad wrote to Magic Morton and she reads it and it's like i'm writing for my favorite little girl kelly it's like a very sweet letter that he wrote it is i wonder if they considered going for the voiceover because i would have liked to have heard bill Mm. read the letter yeah Yeah, that would have been nice i thought they were going to they love a voiceover on this show they do they love it cindy had that whole email in the kitchen (laughs) so kelly now has her wand and she knows that her dad did try to get it for her but for whatever reason I guess that erases all the other horrible things he did to her. Yep, they can truly heal now. Yep. Remember how how she has a secret sister? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. Was that this season? Yeah, it was. Oh, my goodness. The rap on this season, Kendra, is going to be It's going to be crazy. It's going to be like a six-hour episode. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. That's a (laughs) miniseries for you and me. Downstairs, everyone is making food for Kelly and Valerie joins in. She's like, "Oh yeah, I'll help make food for Kelly." Mm, great. Claire, I think we're I think we're underselling the drama of Kelly making like six individual meals and then nobody showing up. Like this I is, would be that's awful. livid. Yeah. Livid. Yeah. So, yeah, made, they should be I made spaghetti tonight, Kendra. And if I made that spaghetti, 
and then like my wife and son just like didn't come home and the spaghetti just sat there and got cold i'd be like well i don't even know why i try <laughs> so let alone six individualized meals with spices and such yeah forget about it once you add spices like that's exactly it's Kelly a level above too easily he forgives, <laughs> she forgives too easily claire is being kind of cold to Valerie and Valerie's yeah, like, Oh, it wasn't my fault. I accidentally read the journal. Yeah. She tripped and she yeah. read the journal. And Claire's like, well, you don't have to be so happy about it. Mm-hmm. Steve um, goes to get Brandon and Kelly upstairs and is like, Hey guys, we really, we need you to come downstairs. House yeah. House we need guys. to have a, a house meeting. House meeting. But when they get downstairs, surprise, they've made food. They've made breakfast. Oh, great. Yep. Right. And Kelly shows them the wand and says that Brandon helped her hate her dad just a little less. Oh, because that's what it was about, I guess. Yeah. So Valerie leaves. She goes back upstairs. And at first Steve's like, oh, aren't you going to eat with us? But she's like, no, I'm sure I won't be missed. And she is kind of the seventh wheel. I mean, it's like the three couples. (laughs) are. That's true. And she's like burned every bridge. Yeah. I feel like she and Steve maybe are the only ones who don't have any weird baggage. Yeah, I guess her and David are okay. At this, yeah, I guess they right, came, yeah, right they the second. Came they yeah. kind of came around. Remember when she tried to uh, get him to sleep with her friend? <laughs> no? <laughs> yes. And David was like, how dare you? I declare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Valerie goes back to her room and she is just livid that you know her journal escapades did not did not work out so she gets the card for bill taylor investments or whatever it is and she calls and says she wants to make an investment with his company because she's a real good friend of his daughter kelly yes what's her what's her angle here i don't know i Maybe yeah. she's going to be the daughter that he never had. He's going to oh. like, she's going to try and be his daughter. <laughs> oh boy. If she I, would just I calm to, down, she could be friends evil, with all of them. If, if she really managed to be the daughter Bill Taylor never had. <laughs> <laughs> when he has two I daughters. Do, I would have to take my hat off to her. That is a great plan. <laughs> That's a great plan. Uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Anyway. Anyway, that that's, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Okay. All right. All right. So, in so much. Whole Foods. <laughs> the place for food. Yes. Uh, did you have a 90210 snap? Uh, I will give it to when Valerie comes in and is like, oh, no one came to your party and I read your journal. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it to the phone call with Claire being like, oh, I'm too worried about my hair for your food, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. Somebody give it to There's you. so much How sass much is- in this episode. A lot of sass. There really was. What's your verdict overall? I don't know. It was it was just so all over the place. It was. And shenanigans. And, yeah. uh, you know, I like some shenanigans. Yeah. These shenanigans were, I don't know. It's just a little too silly. The, one of, Yes. One of the things I liked about it is that it was almost like, not truly a bottle episode, but it kind of was. Because, like... I feel like we've just been so mired and like there was a whole thing with Rob and then there was the stuff with like Tom before that and all of these like Tracy, we've had all of these external things come in and the gang reacts. And this was really just like the core group. Yeah. And, and Dom DeLuise, but it was just the core (laughs) group kind of interacting with each other. And that kind of raises it for me because I just feel like we haven't done that in so long. Yeah, I agree. So I liked that the gist of this was interpersonal with the group dynamic. I think that was good. I agree. Um, I, I mean, love, love chaotic Valerie. Do, I do love what it. is she going to do next? Do love. love I'm really liking Brandon and Kelly back together. Yeah. I'm liking everyone I, in their, in their lane right now. I just think it is such a weird I'm standing by my assumption that that there was a different plan for the Dom DeLuise stuff because it is it's, he's too much of a character to be in it as little as he is yeah. and to have no impact. You know, like Milton Berle kind of left an impression on Steve and stuff and nothing really happened with this. It yeah. was just sort of like this odd little thing that happened. So I feel like maybe that's a pivot. I, I don't know. I don't know. But overall, I had a good time with the episode. I liked it. I'm in. All right, cool. Yeah. 
We're getting yeah, so close well, to the end of the season here. I know it. We're very I close. I know it, Kendra. I know it. Well, Kendra, uh, next time we're going to be talking about season seven, episode 28, All That Jazz. We're <gasps> really, you're right. We are, I feel like I say this every week, but home stretch. I think, I think this at. is. I think once we're within, we're within five episodes, right? How many episodes are we're there? 31? Yeah, Something like that. And the, and the finale is like a two-parter. Okay. Graduation one and two. I think, I think home stretch. I think so too. I think that's safe to say. Uh, while you're waiting for that episode, you can catch me every other week on This Andorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. We just wrapped Halloween, of course. And now we're moving into the last little bit of Star Wars Vintage, and we're going to be covering the Clone Wars micro series. Did you ever watch Ooh, that? Ooh, no. The little, like, they came out in, like, little three-minute episodes, and they put them together as, like, three separate seasons. Oh, but, fun. Um, those turn 20. They're, they're celebrating their wow. 20th anniversary, so... Uh, Steve and I are going to be covering those for the next sort of a little pod of uh, three three episodes covering the Clone Wars micro series. Fun. What about you, Kendra? Is the day upon us? It it's a coming. I'm Miss Musicbox yeah. ninety one, and I have another podcast called Nineties Music Got Me Like, where we talk about nineties music. And we uh, we had another person reach out and be like, "When will Pod be back?" I'm telling you. So I, I promise it's coming. It's coming. It's happening. We're doing we're it. Starting, yeah, we're starting to get spam on the 90210 feed of people I being know. like, please, <laughs> please. It's nice, yeah. though. It's nice to know yeah, that anyone nice. cared or was listening. So yeah. uh, we it's will nice be. It's surprising because I'm not a fan of your other work. I know. I'm, I'm I know you that... You famously hate listening I'm to my other podcasts. connecting with, uh, with others. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, Kendra, until we meet again. 902 and here we go. Yeah.